Our scripture for today comes from Mark chapter 9, verses 33 through 37. Let us listen to God's word to us. Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent. For on the way they had argued with one another who was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all, and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them, and taking it in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. To start this morning, I want to tell you about a woman named Rachel. Not a Rachel we have here, somewhere else. (laughs) Rachel recently entered a retirement home where others can be a family to her, one that she never really had. After graduation, you see, Rachel took a teaching job in a grade school of a small town. And there she remained for 40 years, introducing children to books and ideas and each other. Before her retirement, she had taught boys and girls, and their boys and girls, and their boys and girls. Of course, she threatened to retire many years at springtime, but threats by Rachel were very much like little boys' threats to run away from home. The fact is, she was pained by springtime and the simple rituals of promotion by which her boys and girls were lost to her. She felt delightfully guilty when a favorite pupil was detained another year. Summers and weekends were spent gathering objects to help her teaching. And I wonder how many pumpkins and flags and Santa Clauses and turkeys and valentines she must have stored up in her classroom. No one could have been more shocked than Rachel when the chairman of the school board told her that she was being given an early retirement. Do not misunderstand. She never for a moment took it as a personal criticism or a lack of confidence in her teaching abilities. Her response was shock simply because it vibrated against her finally achieving the one ambition of her life, to become a child. Not childish. That sad state of those who try to negotiate adult life with a child's reason and behaviors. No, I mean she became a child. Rachel moved totally out of the adult world into that of children. Their laughter, fears, anticipation, games, pains, all of it were hers. At Halloween, at Christmas, on Valentine's Day, she was totally a child. Finally, she had done it. No more generation gap, no more distance in vocabulary and perspective and vested interest. Now full rapport and full communication. Poor Rachel, said the adults who had once been her pupils but had so completely moved out of a child's world that they did not recognize in her present manner the full flowering of those childlike qualities she possessed. Finally, After 40 years of teaching, for the sake of the children, she had become one of them. The perfect teacher. She will have to be retired, 
muttered the school board. For the sake of the children, she will have to be retired. No parents at that time raised an outcry. They accepted in silence this decision as painfully true. Only a newcomer, with more reason than feeling, asked why. Because she had become like the children. What did they mean? She loves the children. That wasn't the problem. She taught them the skills and information. That wasn't the problem. The problem was those parents had forgotten that there is a difference between childish and childlike. Childish adults throw tantrums. Childlike adults receive life with gratitude. Childish adults never think about the future, but childlike adults imagine it with excitement. Childish adults think they're always right. Childlike adults are always eager to learn. When people looked at Rachel, they forgot there was a difference between the two. She was childlike. As she taught for 40 years, she remembered how to be childlike, to speak simply, to play, to move from silly to serious in the blink of an eye. Those adults, they had forgotten. So they retired her early because she had become like the children, and they wanted their children to become adults. Do you remember when Jesus taught his disciples how to pray? Most prayers would begin with, Lord Almighty, God of the heavens, creator of earth and sky. These grand, epic beginnings. Jesus taught his disciples to call God Abba. We translate it Father, but it really doesn't mean Father. It's really more like Daddy. Dad. To be children. When Rachel became childlike, they fired her. If you'll remember, Jesus became in every way as we are. Of course, we had to get rid of him. Jesus made things simple. Too simple. Everyone wanted to make things complicated. How much devotion does God deserve? How many rules do you need to follow on what days? And how much should you give to God? 10% post-pre-tax? Jesus just asked, do you trust God or not? If you trust him, trust him with everything. Do you love him or not? If you love him, worship him with everything. It is childlike in its simplicity. But for Jesus, God was his father. So he lived his life as God's child. Not childish, childlike. Jesus had parents like us, a mother named Mary, a father named Joseph. Like our parents, his parents made mistakes. When he began his ministry, his mother tried to stop him, brought his brothers to force him to come home. His father, Joseph, isn't mentioned after Jesus was born. We really aren't told why. Some think maybe Joseph died. Accident at work. Maybe he got sick. I imagine his parents were good parents. I do. At the very least, they did the very best they could. But the best any parent can do is point their children to the perfect father in heaven. Jesus learned that he could trust his father in heaven with anything, with everything, child-like. A friend of mine from Princeton 
loved to wakeboard. And when his son was about four years old, he would put on his life jacket and put the life jacket on his four-year-old son, Noah. He'd strap his feet to the wakeboard and he'd put his son in between his legs, standing on the board. Noah, a four-year-old child, standing between his dad's leg on a wakeboard, using his arms to hold on to his daddy's legs. His wife would then gun the motor. And the two of them would cut back and forth across the wake, doing these little jumps. Dad steering, Noah holding on to his dad's legs. If you tell a kid, I want you to stand on this board while I drag you really fast across the water and don't tip over, they'll probably panic. But if you say, just hold on to dad, just hold onto mom. Childlike. Jesus' father asked him to go to Jerusalem where men were threatening to kill him. God asked Jesus to go there and continue teaching the entire time. So Jesus went knowing he would die. But even more deeply, Jesus went because he knew God was his father. Just hold on to dad. We are God's children, but we have forgotten how to be children. So we treat God like a colleague at work. We treat God like one of our many other obligations. We treat God like a rule book. We treat God like an equal, but he isn't any of those things. He is our father, and we should follow him like children. When the disciples are walking around with Jesus, they begin to argue amongst themselves over which of them is the greatest. Which of them would be Jesus' second-in-command, his right-hand man? I don't think there is a less Christian question than that one. It's insecure and proud and selfish all at one time. The disciples forgot how to be children. They forgot that the point isn't being God's favorite, it's being God's beloved. We have forgotten that the point is not being God's favorite, it is about being God's beloved. Jesus tells his disciples, whoever wants to be first must be last and must be servant of all. That isn't how you get famous, but it's how you act like a family. Disciples still aren't getting it. They still don't understand that they're siblings, not competitors. So Jesus goes into the street and he finds a kid. He takes it. I don't know what his parents thought at the time. (laughs) He put the kid in the middle of the disciples and he tells them, whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Welcome a child in God's name. Welcome a child in God's name, and you welcome Jesus. Welcome Jesus, and you welcome God the Father. Because to welcome a child, to welcome them and not just tolerate them, you have to become childlike. Too many churches out there say children are welcome, but they can't behave like children. Children are welcome, but they have to behave like adults. Which might be part of why children are one of the largest groups of the unchurched population today. 
There are more children at home on any given Sunday morning than at Sunday school and church. In part because they're not welcome. They can't be childlike. Which is why I love that here, we do have a nursery for the youngest children, but otherwise our children and youth, they stay. Because God is our Father. In worship, everyone should be reverent and worshipful. I agree. So we teach our children how to behave. And in worship, everyone should be childlike. So we pull balloons into the sanctuary. The sermon series this fall is about remembering how to be childlike. Because Jesus took a child and put it in the middle of his disciples. He didn't talk to them about children. He didn't describe childlike traits. He put a child in the middle and said, welcome them and you will welcome me. Do you want to know how you encounter God? Welcome a child in God's name. I want God to be welcome here. So we will sing, and we will enjoy balloons, and we will remember the simple teachings of Jesus Christ. Eleanor Clark was a retired nurse in Nashville, Tennessee. She lived most of her life and was used to being in control of her surroundings. She liked order and discipline, a woman after my own heart. But everywhere she turned lately, things were just falling apart. There wasn't much she could do about it. So she came to the early service of Holy Communion one day and sat on a pew by herself. Becky, a bright and beautiful five-year-old girl, came in at the last minute with her father, and they stopped at Eleanor's pew. Reluctantly, Eleanor moved over, and they slipped in and sat beside her. Her pastor wasn't sure what was going on and what happened, but at one point in the service, he noticed that Eleanor was crying. Then he noticed when the congregation got up to leave, she was smiling, almost laughing out loud. Later that week, Eleanor called and told him what had happened. She said, Pastor, did you see that kid that came and sat beside me in church on Sunday? Yeah, yeah, I did. And she said, for no reason at all, that sweet child reached out her hand, put it on mine. And when the service was over, she said, I enjoyed sitting by you today. Eleanor reluctantly welcomed a child into her pew that day. I don't think it's a stretch to say she welcomed God into her pew that day. In that child, God put his hand on her hand. In that child, God said, I enjoyed sitting by you today. So Eleanor cried. And she laughed. Because she had sat with God. Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Whoever receives my kingdom like a child, they will enter it. Too many churches have driven their children away, not on purpose, but by forgetting how to be children, by forgetting what it was like to see the world as three feet tall, when best friends were forever and ever and ever and ever, and you trusted your parents with everything not here. We will not drive the children away. The future of this church depends on that. We will not drive our children away.
because whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Whoever lets a child into their pew will meet God. Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Children of this church, listen right now. You are welcome here. You are welcome here. Over the next several weeks, our goal is to learn from those among us who can fly in a cardboard box, who can hold a stranger's hand and not worry about tomorrow. It's simple, so simple it makes us uncomfortable because there aren't any big words or sophisticated concepts to hide behind. Just us and God, our Father and his children. Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Whoever receives my kingdom as a child, they will enter it. Lord, we are so grateful for the children of this church, for the ones that come in here smiling and beaming and excited to be here. Might we learn from them. Teach us again, Lord, to be childlike, surrendering our will to yours, trusting you with everything. Lord, simply to hold on to your legs as you take us wherever you lead us. Help us to be childlike. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.